Durga's Fireside Chat, hosted by Priya Varadarajan. Hello everyone, I'm Priya and I'm part of Durga. Durga is a citizen sector organization that wants to build power and resilience in youth to act against sexual harassment in public spaces and also work towards a gender-just society. Towards this, we do various strategic activities around engaging with youth in various places like colleges, schools, events, online fora and also through active campaigning. To continue with our efforts in engaging with youth through the fireside chat, I will speak to gender justice activists across the country on their activism and inspiration to youth to further the movement. Do listen in, do share your thoughts and do write in to us whenever you have any issues around what you've heard, questions on what you've heard or how you understand issues of gender, gender justice or sexual harassment in public spaces. Shilpa is an associate professor at the School of Media and Cultural Studies at the Tata Institute of Social sciences in mumbai she is the co-author of why loiter thank you so much uh, shilpa for your time would love to understand and hear from you your own journey of activism and uh, how you got here so if you could start with that and then bring to it what you do today will be great for us to know thanks priya thanks for inviting me and i really also enjoyed very much being part of engage so uh, i'm looking forward to our chat uh to talk about activism in a sense so so while i mean all of us sort of come to activism in different ways and i think one of the ways that i came to activism was in the classroom as as a student and uh, you know i i sort of learned to think about questions of justice to think about questions of equity and inequity in in the classroom in terms of how one might reflect on it engage with it and how one might be a part of the change if you like and in a in a kind of full circle now i would i would say that in many ways pedagogy is my own activism that uh, that i see in a sense uh, i i do i do uh, sort of also protest on the streets for various kinds of uh, at various kinds of moments but uh, it's much more the classroom which is a space where i practice not just academia but also in many ways advocacy and uh, activism also uh, writing writing not just academically but writing quite a lot for the popular press uh, writing in blogs writing in a variety and and increasingly i think also writing on on a sort of public social media not uh, sort of as through 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 the wildlife handle is i think some form of is is a form of activism when we when we chose to write uh, about our work on women's access to public space in mumbai and i think when we chose to write a book for a mainstream audience as opposed to a more academic text though we've done more academic writing as well but when we wrote the book the i think the choice to write a book for a larger audience and particularly for an audience of young people i mean in many ways i think the the undergraduate student was our imagined reader and i i feel like that's that's been perhaps the most successful form of activism that that i and my colleagues have engaged in thank you so much uh, shilpa as they say the pen is mightier than the sword so you have all forms of activism and i think writing and then engaging in you know literary forms of expression is something which has got 
power in, at a different level altogether. And it's very, very interesting to know that your focus area has also always been youth and your activism in a large sense is targeted towards youth, the way you express, communicate and all your work around Wailoiter is imagining youth so it just sort of sits very very well and no one better for this conversation than you right so just taking this conversation forward could you uh, tell us a little bit about what aspect of feminism you connect with most yeah in a sense in a sense you're right it's it's always been young people who have concerned me uh, in a variety of ways and i think the, it's also young people who really really took the ideas of our book in many ways and and ran with it and in keeping with that in a sense i feel at this precise point i feel like one of the aspects of feminism that i'd like very much to to uh, to have young people think about to have young people reflect on is joy is is fun is the right to seek pleasure not mutually exclusive from the right against violence but as tied to it that our, our struggle uh, against violence and our right to to fun are a part of the a part of the same struggle that that they are that they go hand in hand and and really if we wait for a time when when there will be no violence against women in order to to seek to have fun then then more or less we would be waiting forever right so so right now i'd like to really think about the right to celebrate to laugh loudly to sit as we like and to to claim the world in a in a very real sense uh, with with our with our bodies i'd also like to to think about sort of feminism as as practice as a practice of plurality i'm very very nervous about ideas that suggest that my feminism is better than yours or that you know that somebody is inadequately feminist and at the same time i think it's important for us to be intersectional to recognize privilege and and to know when when to pass the mic i think that for a long time feminism has been associated with with a kind of a lack of joy it's been seen as a steer it's been seen as somehow i don't know strangely enough one of the things we found in our workshops was that it was seen as somehow joyless and i think that's simply not true you know so i feel like we really need to think of think of feminism in relation to in relation to joy very very beautifully said shilpa and you're so um, right about it so feminism with lack of joy or feminism with pent up anger feminism with not you know with lack of appeal for uh, real world things I mean, these have all been in some sense stereotypical right so thanks a lot for bringing out that dimension uh, another thing that you brought out was about intersectionality pluralism and feminism so that in some sense connects with my next question which is to ask you how do you think we could build communities that can you know address the situation or issue of gender based violence in their own way because different communities experience it differently and so they need that strength and inherent resilience to be able to address it as much by themselves right and their voices should be expressed and should be out loud so how do you think one should be able to nurture such communities i think going back to to your to your immediate response to my earlier uh, sort of earlier conversation i think anger is also important you know just as much as we seek joy i think it's important to hold on to the rage uh because rage is also deeply productive at the same time i think in terms of communities i think communities by their very nature in a sense organically have have a kind of sense of what i'm i'm finding it hard to find the words but but organically have a sense of what what works for them and i think we need to recognize that communities 
deeply heterogeneous that even within communities there are structures of power and i think we need to struggle against those but again coming back to to something that i'm more familiar with and and what i know i think in a sense my my field really is the classroom and and the space of writing and in that sense in relation to communities i think uh, what what you all do at budurga is really in a sense central or it's really important because in many many ways mentorship i think is important to building capacities for others to work and also i think in terms of thinking about communities it's important for us to think about working in collaboration and in connection with others my own collaboration especially those with uh, shilpa jaganade and samira khan have taught me that together we are so much more than the sum of us all and if particularly you are speaking about communities of young people one i don't know i see great resilience in young people today i think they've grown up in very very difficult times i think the 21st century has been so much harder than the than the 1980s and the 90s which is when i grew up and in many ways we've seen them take the lead in a variety of protests uh, especially recently or uh, last year against the ca uh, i've seen it in the ways in which young women have taken the lead in claiming the right to public space when when we wrote our book people were always asking us how we were going to operationalize loitering and in the early days you know really we didn't have an answer because this was something it was conceptual it was utopian it was something it was something we drew on from our research and something we we imagined and we hoped for but since then we've seen young women take our ideas and run with them and this wish this idea of the operationalization of loitering as an idea and a practice is is somehow out there now for everyone to engage you know the word loitering and the idea of loitering has become so much part of a feminist lexicon of articulations of access to public space you know and i i i sort of hear it and see it from people who may not even be aware of our book and it's very clear to me there's there's a powerful and i hope resilient community there so i think there are many many ways in which communities organically come together and now we see communities that are not just geographically located we see communities across the globe being built via our connections online uh, i see lo- loitering as a community that has been built even across the very fraught indo pakistan border uh, between sort of practices of loitering here with the why loiter movement with blank noise uh, on the indian side of the border and the girls at dabas on the pakistani side of the border so i think i think that really in many ways our collaborations and our conversations with each other our ways in which we we might build both power and resilience if you like that's really interesting uh, shilpa because loiter which could have otherwise been a very negative connotation to anything has actually you know sort of with the movement got such a powerful feel and tone to it and it also in some sense is about conquering public spaces and not just navigating uh, in them right and why shouldn't uh, women um, be able to do that is like a very very powerful idea and uh, from durga i think we would love to be a part of this if at all uh, you know we find a way and means to be a part of this journey with you uh, my next question really is because you engage so much with youth because a lot of what you do whether it's classrooms or writing is with youth at the center of it what would your message to india's youth be as far as how they could take up issues of gender justice is concerned no i i i feel like many young people really are are they get get it you know i i engage with young people every day in my classroom and 
and i feel like i learn from them every day i learn from them about intersectionality i learn from them about the fluidity of gender and sexuality i hope to keep learning from them for a long time yeah if i have anything to say to them i think doing what you're doing know that your parents and other significant others should have your back and if they don't it's on them don't let anyone shame you for doing what you believe in and and that every little bit matters more than for young people i actually have a message for their parents i feel like we increasingly i find that that young people are have sort of are, are afraid of their parents so uh, one of the things I, i i we heard during our research was that when young people are confronted by police people on the street and so suppose a couple is confronted by a policeman and the ways in which the uh, the policeman would then seek to to control them or to or to uh, keep them in line would be to say we'll call your parents or do your parents know where you are and the sad reality is that for many of these young people their parents are more scary than this policeman standing in front of them and i feel very strongly what would change if these young people could say yes please call my parents or i have already called my parents and my parents are coming and if they could know that their parents would have their back you know i feel like even when parents don't agree with their children the the best way to keep their children safe the best way to empower their children to to engage the world is to have their back to have their children know that even when they don't agree with them they will stand by them uh so i feel really that that we really need to tell parents of young people that that really they need they need to yeah to be more uh, more supportive of their of their children thank you so much and also perhaps uh, you know reduce the level of expectations from children and try to live your dreams through the ch- your children and you know that kind of additional pressure on children also adds to a lot of burden that they already carry and Absolutely. just let them be is perhaps a great uh, way so thanks a lot shilpa it was lovely lovely speaking with you and uh, looking forward to more of your writing and more engagement with you thank you so much durga's fireside chat hosted by priya varadarajan 